Thank you for listening to Interview with DJ Nocturno. Please like, subscribe, and share if you're watching my YouTube channel. My guest is an uh, indie artist from New Jersey, Rob Monk. How are you? Thank you I'm for well, thank me. you. Thank Thanks you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Wow, I know you got a you got a, quite a, a history here. Um, I wanted to go back in time a little bit because I know that um, you you did. I mean, you you were you you've always been in the entertainment world, right? Mm -hmm. You've yeah. done uh, music. Now you're. I mean, I think you went back and forth in music, but I I know you're also in the acting world, which is another, out you know another um. And it's part of the entertainment world. It's a different. It's different from music. How, how did you like that? Did you like that better than than being in the music? I mean, you did acting. You were. Uh, I like. I prefer music. I think to acting. I think music. You have a lot more control. Yeah, um, yeah, that's true. Like acting is, you know, it's it's great when you're doing it for the, you know, for the few minutes they're rolling camera. But there's a lot of sitting around and waiting and. Um, Mm, that's very true. They have that here too. We have yeah. films coming here, Hawaii Five O, and all those other you know films that are filmed here. Yeah, long waiting time. <laughs> I totally understand. Now you know, going let's go back in time. I know that you were raised by a single mom, right? Yeah. Uh, you, you, and your brothers. Uh, how many brothers do you have? I have two brothers. Um, then my mom got remarried. I have two step brothers and a half brother from my dad's oh. uh, second marriage. So a lot of boys. So it looks like she was very supportive of your acting career. Yeah, she was. Yeah. Um, I think in the beginning, that was kind of how we paid for things. Uh -huh. um, me and my two brothers, we did a lot of uh, commercials and stuff. And that was how we paid um, for like camp and stuff during the summer. And um, it sort of helped out, you know, uh, in the beginning before my mom was remarried. Yeah. So when when you say acting, was that when you were when you were just a little boy? When did you start doing acting? Yeah, I started when I was like three. I wow. think. How did you get into that? I think my dad may have met somebody. Uh, we met this old, like old school manager named Dolores Reed, and she would send my brothers and I out on auditions. And the oh. first commercial I think we might have done together was for a hamburger chain, and I threw up on on the set. <laughs> Oh my it was God. like you know they yell action you take a bite of a burger and a drink of a soda and some fries and i we did that over and over and i threw up it was before i learned that you're supposed to like spit it out when they <laughs> oh so you were like a little boy at the time so your brothers were they older than you or younger than you yeah they were older yeah oh yeah. okay yeah i was a little kid yeah i still remember those so it must have been way back when i still remember those commercials some of those commercials are like legendary you know yeah yeah, we did a lot of like kind of, you know, iconic commercials. My brother, I don't know if you remember the big wheel. If you're old enough to remember the big wheel, my brother yeah, was on yeah, the yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the box of the big wheel and it was like, you know, my other brother was in the honeycomb hideout and did all those like honeycomb commercials. So Yeah, I used to have one of those big wheels. I remember yeah. the boys back then were even better than they are now. Yeah. I mean, it's just my opinion, but and the dolls were even scarier back then than they are now. And and uh, yeah, and and nobody American girl, American girl's not a very scary doll. <laughs> oh, have you did, did you do commercials with dolls too? No, I never did dolls. Oh. No. So you, it looks like your your mom was really supportive of your of your career. Then then when when did you go into the music world? Was that in between? Uh, in high school, I was in a band. Uh, 
I was in a band. It was primarily like a Grateful Dead cover band. And at the time I hated the Grateful Dead. So I would just come on and sing the songs that weren't the Grateful Dead songs. And then I would go off to the side of the stage. So I would sing like, you know, like Wild Thing. And uh-huh. we did like a Buzzcocks cover. And uh, and we do, like, I, I would just sing half the songs. And that, it started, so it started in high school. And then in college, I taught myself guitar. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it started, started then like around 14, 15. So you kind of like went from acting, I mean, you did some music and then did you, did you go back and forth? Uh, I went back to acting. So I did music, um, uh, like through my mid twenties. And then I was down on Chapel Hill. I was in Boston for a while playing music. And then I was back in, uh, Chapel Hill. Mm-hmm. I was down in Chapel Hill, North Carolina playing music. And then I came back to New York City, which is sort of where I'm from. And um, I started back into acting at that point. I was still had kept my union membership, my SAG membership. So uh, and I had a, at that point, um, I had friends who were becoming like directors and who were casting me in commercials. They were doing a lot of music videos and they would cast me in commercials and stuff. So I started back up then, uh, like sort of late 90s, mid to late 90s. And, and and currently you're still doing that. I mean, somebody called you, you still go back and you're still going back and forth and all that, right? Uh, not too much. Like, um, I have it. Like, I I I I started a I I started a blog about acting. I really tried at some point. I went out to pilot season in LA and tried to like get onto a series. Mm-hmm. And I started a blog back when blogs were the thing mm-hmm. called Loser Actor. And it was like writing about all these humiliating auditions and uh, an ad agency actually saw that and gave me a job as a writer. So I've been a copywriter for a long time Um, and acting. It was just hard to balance like those uh, auditions and everything just time wise. So I'm pretty much focused on like the music and and music acting. I still I may go back to it. I sort of look at that as like something I might do, you know, one day when I retire or something. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> but it's not I don't care about it as much as deeply as music. Well, you, you were cast as the young Woody Allen, right? I was, yeah. My brother had oh, uh great. That's my brother great. was in Annie Hall and Annie Hall won, you know, Academy Award Best Picture of the Year. And then I was cast in Stardust Memories. Boy Sandy, was, right? Boy Sandy, yeah. 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 Okay. I'm trying to remember the pitch I'm trying to remember like what 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 um that was a while ago. Yeah, yeah, sure it was. Yeah. Um yeah, it was um, about uh, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was it was it was about his transition from doing comedies to doing more serious films. It's like a movie within a movie. It was pretty heady. Wow. So, what what made you want to go into music? I mean, was it a transition, or you just said one day did something inspire you and moved you and said, "Hey, you know, what about doing this?" And did you meet? How did you meet? Like now, I I know you have a. Your album is called Phase Out. Mm-hmm. It's, it's out now. If people want to find that, they can find it on Bandcamp and also yeah, it's on all the all the major streaming platforms. And actually, the vinyl uh, is coming in tomorrow. I think. Oh, there's vinyl. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Cool. So if you want to order the vinyl through Bandcamp, do it. And and that that particular album is going to be released on Magic Door Label, which is founded by Kevin March and, and Ray Ketchum, who I did an interview yesterday with Renee Labou. Who, um, yeah, they were they were on the show yesterday. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's great. So that album, I know there's a bunch of songs in there. 
12 tracks. And yeah. I, I know that some of them are very significant, right? There's, um, I think you mentioned in one of them, let me see if I can find that. I think it was Slumber. You were talking about the song relating to to find trying to find rest in a time of unrest. Was that yeah. was that written during the pandemic? Is that what you mean? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, you know, just being in this country during, you know, kind of the Trump years and and the pandemic. Suddenly, everything went from being kind of normal to not normal at all. And so trying to find like a little bit of peace and, you know, keep your keep your head together when things yeah. were feeling really off. Yeah. And trying to find like the simpler life or, or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Going back to sort of a simpler time when you didn't really have to have those kind of existential fears about the world ending tomorrow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this album came out. Are a lot of these are a lot of the songs personal in you wrote you wrote these right all of them yeah um yeah they're all pretty personal there aren't any, many that are like um i think i can write stuff that you know the previous project was more kind of performative and just sort of jokey and just kind of like but all this stuff was was pretty personal um some stuff you just kind of you know in the writing process you'll kind of just make up words mm -hmm. and then and then you can't replace them because they're so perfect, like how the syllables fit. Yeah. And so like ghost of San Francisco is kind of an example of that. I don't really know. I'm not sure what that one is about. If I talk about one that wasn't personal, that sort of, it was oh. more like um, just kind of writing stories. I started thinking about San Francisco and about the gentrification of San Francisco and about like what it used to mean, you know, like it used to be such a cool kind of hippie rock and roll town and it became something completely different so, so but did, like did, started did, as not there you used to live in san francisco no no but one of the producers on the project is named chuck johnson uh-huh um i don't know if you're familiar with his work he's like a an amazing uh composer yeah. and he does a lot of stuff with like pedal steel um anyway he, he uh he lives in san francisco and i've just always been kind of fascinated by by that city I went there. Um, there's too many hills. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. San Francisco is not the same like it used to be. Many, many. I I go there all the time, and I remember back in the '80s, it was very different. In the '70s, it was very different. Uh, I was really yeah. in the '70s, but it was really, really different. And uh, it was, it definitely was a hippie town, you know, with, um, you know, with Haight and Ashbury and all those other places. It's just not the same anymore, right? They've, they've, they've had some cool bands like throughout the years though oh yeah yeah the bands are definitely and the music will always be sh rocking over there in san francisco that's for sure yeah so your specialty is more like uh like kind of like like your 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 like this the shit you're most into would be like late 80s like new wave stuff like what what i'm just curious where are our influences kind of uh, you know, I I I love post punk and the that that area that late seventies. But you know, I like everything. I like disco too. Mm -hmm. I, I do like, too. I, I like classic R and B. I like um. Wow, I you know I like um you know back in the seventies there was uh, Casey Kasem and Doctor Demento. Yeah, I remember all of that. You know, Casey Kasem, they still run that on Sirius XM. They yeah, still run. Yeah, I do. I, I listen to it. Yeah, I, I listen to it too here. with my kids. Every they, every they play it here. It brings back so many memories. I just. 
I mean, that was actually one of, you know, radio was just amazing back in those days. You know, it's um, it's so different. Um, Yeah. And back then they were mainstream, right? <laughs> yeah. They were mainstream yeah. back then. You play them now, they're not really mainstream anymore, but, but they were great. I mean, he brought back, I mean, just the way he animated, he talked about the music, mm-hmm. those songs that came out and he would do dedications. You remember that? Yeah, long distance dedication. Yeah, I still remember like some songs like Anne Murray did the song, you know, um uh you know Anne Murray that rock a country singer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I needed she, you. Um, I needed you was one of her yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah, you, you needed me. You needed, you needed me. me. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I remember that particular line that he said, he goes, This song is going out to Sherry from your boyfriend Johnny. I say I still yeah. remember you know, I would I would like to look to find out when that track was um when that was um recorded. If I could, because I that was something I really remember. See, I remember like here, here, you know, stuff here and there. Do you, but, met, uh, do, uh, did you ever hear him going off? Like it's like some, you know, I guess he. It's just like a, a tape of him when he was doing a long distance dedication, one of those long distance dedications to a dog, a dog that had died, and he, he got really upset. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I know he did. Yeah, everything. He got really bad. Like it's, it's. I think it's on YouTube. Oh, yeah, he gets really, remember that. He gets really mad. Oh yeah, maybe those things are on YouTube, right? Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. But you know, I sadly he passed away. And um wow, it was that was just a that was just good times. I'm glad they do replays of that. Yeah. I, really I, I love all that stuff. Yeah, because he really put emotion to to the just just to the to the storyline. So you kind of remember these things and this music and how they came out. He would talk about it and just stuff. And the album where it came out, it's just great. I mean, it's like a radio DJ, right? That's what you do. Yeah, yeah. He he was the real deal. And, uh, you know, back then there wasn't like, you know, I think that with, with streaming and everything, there's just so many different options. Um, it's so, the market's so saturated. But back when he was like the only game in town, if you yeah. wanted to know what the new songs were, you had to tune in. Oh, yeah. In. He was the one. And, you know, I don't know if you remember Dr. Demento. He, he came in, yeah. I, I think, after. Sure. But, but I, yeah. I remember uh, Dally Girl. Mm-hmm. was one of the songs he featured in his show because it was a little bit more like a little bit trippy kind of music yeah. thing. And I remember John uh, Valley Girl, you know, with Frank Zappa. That was really like that song came out. Oh, gag me with a spoon, you know. And yeah. So- <laughs> fish heads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fish heads, like roly poly fish heads. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you could. Yeah. Some people can't relate to those things because they're too young. But um, yeah. No, I, I get it. I'm old and I love it. <laughs> hey and you know you don't don't forget american bandstand and uh all those great stuff right yeah That's yeah awesome. yeah well it's nice to go back and bring memories back like that but yeah i like uh i like everything from post-punk to disco and uh the 90s um whatever anything yeah yeah and uh you know and uh the record labels that came out in the back in the day as well mm-hmm yeah, yeah. I, I've in my own music, I've taken a lot of uh, influences from like different, you know, uh, different genres. So in the '80s, and I started, you know, I I, I loved a lot of '70s music, AM radio, and then as I got older, oh, yeah, uh, yeah I started listening to like a lot of like you know what they call like classic rock, and then college music, as it was called back then, and started to be turned on to like all sorts of you know REM and Tears for Fears and you know, and then I started, things started getting harder with the Pixies and. Oh, yeah. So what would you say was your inspiration for, for the music you're making right now with uh, like Phase Out? 
it, I think it's kind of all of it kind of channeled into, you know, kind of a more, a more mature songwriting approach. But I feel like, I think the stuff that sticks with me the most is sort of a lot of the 60s, 70s stuff. Oh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, so I think about like some standout bands for me, like the Zombies. I love the Zombies. Oh, yeah, yeah. I the zombies. Mm-hmm. Yellow. Uh, yeah. Oh, wow. That's, yeah. that's taking me back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great stuff now. And, um, you know, I lived in Boston. There were a lot of, like, the Lemonheads were a big influence on me. And then when I was in Chapel Hill, there was a band called Polvo and Super Chunk. And oh, yeah, yeah. A lot so, of bands that osmotically kind of like got into me, you know. Do, do you think, um, I, I know you've been, um, you know, when you were younger, you were playing music too, right? Do you think it's easier or harder now to produce music? Because even though we do have a lot of, um, our technology has improved greatly and more people can record from their own, from the garage or from their computer directly, you know, not like before, right? You had to like actually do it in a different way, the way they wrote music and everything. Do you think it's easier or harder now? Um, I think it's easier for for people to create music. It's harder to break through because, you know, there's just so much because it's been democratized to the point that, like, you know, only a few people could record and only a few people could put out music. And now, like, anyone can do it. Um, And so, you know, I think it's good for good for the kids you know that they can get involved but like i I think it's harder to weed out actual quality from quantity probably yeah yeah it just seems like there's so much music now these days but i mean um i mean that's great right like like you said because there's more music out there to to choose from and yeah for the i mean everybody gets gets really creative too these days you know with their with their music sure yeah but um but but your album, I know there's several tracks in here, and I know um that you know, homemade. Um, I know that's a little bit that's uh, personal to you, right? Oh yeah, that's sort of like about you know my, the forming of my own family and. Oh okay. Oh, your kids and everything. Yeah, my kids and. Oh. You know, it's about sort of taking you know, the mistakes that you saw growing up and trying to sort of rectify them, um, when you make a family yourself. So. Yeah, that one is pretty personal and kind of like a different vibe too. Like a lot of the songs are more uh, straight ahead rock, but that's a little meandering kind of jammy. So are your kids like into music as well? Are, would you get them into like? Would, yeah. <laughs> my my, They both played on the record. My daughter sang and my son played some keyboards, but uh, uh, my daughter's like big into singing and does some songwriting. She's huge Taylor uh, Swift fiend. But <laughs> likes all sorts of stuff, you know. And she's actually got me to appreciate Taylor Swift. It took some time, but I get it now. So are, are they also doing acting? No, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Would, would no, you, you ever recommend them? Would you? I mean, it's good because you you saw both. You you saw the two worlds, right? So you can you you can always recommend or advise them on on these um, two different career paths if, if they choose. Yeah, I think neither of them. Neither career path is probably right. You know, like, I mean, like in terms of like being like a healthy human being, like I don't think being, you know, be by all means, if that's your passion, go for it. But it's a it's a hard life, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I know it's like, uh, I don't know, it's it's like manifesting to the fullest extent you could (laughs) to get what 
<laughs> or just yeah. you're super talented or something, you know. But yeah. uh but uh I, I know the album face out. So this is a um would you say this is um I know it's released in uh also on Apple Music and Bandcamp and all that. So you you want to mention like who's who's involved in the in the in the album? Sure, yeah. It's actually a there is a little bit of a um, a cross section of of music and acting. The the main guitar player on this record is uh, Daniel London, who's an actor, and he was in like Minority Report and Patch oh. Adams and lots of big TV shows and movies. And he uh, he played guitar on it. It's a beautiful guitar player. Oh. And Check his wife Ma- uh, Megan Riley, who's a um, she also was a solo performer musician. She sang some backup stuff. And my friend Joe Ventura, who I played in several bands with, played drums. Um, Ray Ketchum played drums on a few tracks. And uh, Scott Anthony, who is a uh, fantastic bass player, um, kind of a maestro. He he, he wrote and played his parts on, on this. And he he's like a mastering guy. Um, but that was, yeah, that was. And uh, Peter Gallagher, my friend, he he's uh, in a band called Holmes, who we're playing with on Saturday. And he also draws the comic Heathcliff. He's saying, oh, really? uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he draw he's the original drawer of that, yeah. He inherited from his uncle. If you look at Heathcliff now, it's a whole weird world. And like, uh, oh, wow, it's like Peter Gallagher, he, oh, okay, Peter Gallagher, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I, I know Heathcliff is that, yeah, is that uh, orange one, right? The yeah, it's the cat, it's yeah. the cat that's not Garfield, and it's cool as shit. If you look at it like on like Instagram and stuff, like it's it's out there, it's super oh, cool, yeah, yeah. No, I, I yeah. know, I know who it is, I gotta look it up, but I, I, yeah, I do, I remember. Wow, yeah, he cool. He's cool, but he so he likes he sings back up on one song and um, yeah, my kids were on a little bit. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. And yeah. uh, where where do you guys play? You you guys play in New York? New uh, we're, we're playing our first ever show. Um, well, first ever show with with my first ever show with this. I played many many shows and many other bands, but. We're playing just locally uh, in Clifton, like on Saturday in New Jersey on Saturday. And then we'll take it from there. But also, you know, with, with everything going on with the pandemic and stuff, it wasn't a great time to start like playing live. But uh, yeah, we're getting going now. Uh, it's OK, though, not to play over there, right? I mean, it's much to not play. Yeah, to play like to play music. I mean, it's still. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's better now than before. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah. uh I don't know. It's still not awesome, but it's better than it was. I think people are starting to go out again. Oh, so yeah, yeah. And then well, well, what about Hey Bata Bata? What's that? What's that about? Uh, baseball. Oh, okay. Like, it's about, it's actually, it's about, uh, it's about trying to be a good father. Um, so in baseball, which I don't know if you're a fan of, but, uh, a lot of times to distract the pitcher, they say, hey, bada, bada, or to distract oh, okay. the batter. Oh, okay. Hey, okay. bada, bada, hey, bada, bada, bada. They just okay, sort of, bada, bada, swing. Not... Okay, I got it. You got to pronounce it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They distract the, uh, they distract the batter from, from, uh, oh, okay. all right. They, it's just like chatter, but like, uh, yeah, it's, it's about fatherhood pretty much. I, my, my son is really into baseball and it's kind of about that, that experience of like trying to, uh, yeah, trying to give advice. Very so it, it, it looks like some of the albums are are inspired by your 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 kids. I mean, they they're great influence on you. Yeah, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Like, you know, that was a big deal for me. It was a, it was a. It's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, it made me rethink a lot of things, and 
uh, I think it was the most, you know, I've done a lot of projects as you know, yeah. but I think having kids is probably the most interesting of all of them. And, think, and, and, and you got them involved, which is good. Yeah, it was cool. I wanted them to be a part of it and like, you know, yeah. sort of memorialize this time and like, you know, also to see like to, for them to see what it's like to create something and to be a part of something that then like lives, you know, the fact that this is, these songs are, are actual, they're materialized and something that they're a part of and they can see what it's like to make something, you know? Well, you know, I mean, that's great because, you know, some artists, they, they disregard their kids, you know, like, you know, like that song by Cat Stevens, father and son, the father was completely removed from this. Didn't have time for his son. Remember that song? Yeah. Yeah. No, so, I, I didn't look, I never looked at, at being a parent that way. I always thought that, uh, and not because I, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I just think that I was interested. Mm-hmm. You now maybe some people just have kids and don't want to deal with it, you know? Yeah, but you got your kids involved, which is wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm psyched. They're talented little, little yeah. people. Yeah, and you, you got them involved. So you you play the guitar and you and you sing? Yep. That, play guitar, sing, sing, and songwrite. I'm not very good at guitar, but I, you know, serviceable enough to write. Yeah. Well, you know, congratulations on this album. It's called Phase Out. If anybody wants to look for it, you, there's there's a lot of you actually have uh, those link trees now that they can go on and I'll put the link on the bottom of the interview and also mm-hmm. your Bandcamp page as well as your you're on Instagram and um, Facebook. Are you on Facebook? Think you're uh, okay. Well, I'm on Facebook, but I don't do music on Facebook really. You know, it's like oh, okay. A- yeah, and you got a TikTok page, which is great too. Yeah, uh, and of course a YouTube channel and all that. Yeah. All right. Wow. You know, and of course, Phase Out is is out now via Magic Door recordings, and mm-hmm. uh, and that's and you got videos up on your YouTube channel as well. Yes, I do. We did. I uh, me and my friend Ian Williams. We did like four four videos, I think, for the for the record. It was a lot of fun. They're pretty cool. You should check them out. Yep. Wow. You know, congratulations and anything coming up in the future like any any live other performances or anything that uh, uh not yet this is it right now and then i'm i'm gonna i've been writing and sort of getting ready to record the next thing so oh okay oh you, you want to say a little bit about that or is it kind of like secret right now um well we're gonna play one new song this saturday but like oh okay it's not not secret but it's just not it's not developed enough to talk about but but i'm psyched it's it's like it's underway and um I've been, it's been a really fertile time for writing. So hopefully it'll all come quickly and we can, you know, record it pretty soon. And, you know, of course, shameless promotion PR, big shout out to Shauna. And, uh, yeah. Big ups to Shauna. <laughs> Appreciate everything she does. Yeah. Well, thank you for, uh, for joining me and speak. I, I had a great time reminiscing back in time. And I always love talking about music in the past. Yep. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. And somebody who actually went through it just like I did. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Let me let me let me turn this off. Thank you for joining me, Rob. Thank Mon- you so much. All right. Take care. Okay. One second.